This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom and welcome to Practical Spirituality here in uh, Yerushalayim. And uh, right now it's Erev Pesach. And uh, we're getting started with, um, here in Israel it's 6 o'clock. So we're about an hour and hour and a half away from Badika's Chometz, which is the checking of the Chometz. Um, you know, it's funny take a candle and light it, look for the chametz in the darkness. And um, what's funny about that is that is that it's, um, you know, we've been looking for weeks. And so, you know, looking with a candle in the darkness in a house that's already been heavily, thoroughly uh, scoured for, scoured for any chametz is, uh, it's kind of a funny, funny thing to be doing. But, uh, Nevertheless, we're going to do our best and go through it and, uh, you know, figure figure out where that comments is. The, um, you know, it also tells you a little bit about um, traditionally that people, that people had much smaller homes than we do today. And so, you know, it was basically your, your one room and you were lucky if you had a few crumbs to to gather together to um, do something with it. I'd appreciate if cameras were on. Uh, that would be very helpful. I noticed that uh, there are about six people online, and it'd be wonderful if anyone puts their cameras on. If you can, we're not going to do a long class, but it helps generate me rather than just talking into uh, a lens. You know, it's much appreciated if you get your camera on. Thank you. Um, thank you, Simche. And, uh, okay, so... Uh, Bottom line is when we, uh, I'm just going to talk about freedom for a moment and then uh, we'll, we'll end with this. Uh, just one, one other thing I want to share is that when you are, when you're at the Seder itself, make sure that you do some meditation, um, meaning uh, make sure you're doing some like deep connection to the whole point of it all, which is being brought to this highest level of sanctity you know, really get into that. Like you want to experience that full on. And, uh, and I do suggest uh, caffeinating yourself, especially the females. Um, women should, should either get caffeine or caffeine pill or something. And, and um, I remember last year, um, I think my wife had probably her highest singer ever. The whole time she was like, like this because, because she was caffeinated and, and it was really kind of opening up all her senses to the, to the gift of uh, Seder night. You know, it's a really, really big deal in her, uh, in her, you know, experience. And um, so it, that's something to consider very much is uh, to caffeinate. Also, obviously, um, towards the end of the meal when you're getting to the Birkata Muslim, then you want to pump your kids with caffeine so that they, because, uh, you know, you may be the type of person who wouldn't normally drug your kids, but but caffeine is a legal and legitimate source of, of uh, alertness. And certainly uh, having your kids wide awake for your mitzvah of, of uh, translating, admitting the tradition to them. So, uh, so by all means, the Torah commandment definitely outrules your customary 
you know, you're you're being unaccustomed to caffeinating your children. Um, we have we have a whole you know coffee thing. It comes out every two, three, every hour and a half. There's more caffeine hitting the kids' bloodstream. And they, my kids, for the last uh, all ages, from for the last uh, I don't even know ten years, they they are up till dawn. You know, then we keep going to rise, and that's. That's when my kids all take off and go to the hotel to the Western Wall for prayers at sunrise. And I, uh, I usually nap a bit and then I go scream my head off at my alternative Carlina Minion where I pray. Anyway, um, none of that will be happening uh, this year. Hey, there's my brother Aaron. My brother's on uh, Facebook Live. Hey, brother Aaron, may you guys be blessed with an amazing Pesach. I love you. I was planning on being in touch with you tonight, later, but uh, get to see you at least. Uh, hey, <laughs> my brother Aaron's on Facebook over there saying hi. Hi, Aaron. Anyway, so I'd like to just share a five-minute thing on freedom, and then uh, and then I'm going to go back to cleaning for Pesach. Actually, get my hair cut. doesn't look very long, but it will be. Considering we can't cut our hair till, you know, Hasidim don't cut till Shavuos. So I don't want to be too shaggy. Um, yeah. You remember the. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about the people? You remember the guy that every. Before Shavuos, he dropped off like a, a paper thingy. So he got a sheet. And he's taking uh, plants from the neighborhood to feed him. No problem. Ask him if I can be part of his sheep. Tell him if I can be part of his sheep. Can you ask him? Here's 50... Rega, uh, Ro- Miriam. Here's 50 shackles towards that sheep. Ask him if I can be on that sheep with him, Okay. I just spent 50 shekels on being part of a sheep for Passover. Uh, uh, Miriam, tell him if he slaughters it today, we need some blood for our doorposts, please. Because I want to put blood on our doorposts for Leila Seder. Okay? Or slaughters it tomorrow. If he slaughters it tomorrow, I want blood for the doorpost. Um, It's amazing that I, I, I took a screenshot of Netanyahu in the news saying that we all had to, no one's allowed to leave their houses, little, little Seder, that they're locking down that wherever you make Seder, that's where you must be for Seder night. You're no, there's no going out, there's no switching neighborhoods, no nothing. There's even cops set up to make sure you don't leave your neighborhood. So, oh, they left already? Okay. You can put, yeah, put the money in the cabinet, I guess. So, um, anyway, so the, the, the Balaturim says in uh, in the chapter twelve in Exodus chapter twelve verse eight that uh, just like the Jews didn't leave their homes in the in the, they weren't allowed to leave their homes the Seder night they're not allowed to leave their homes in the uh, redemption so amazing that here we are like having that happen it's just bizarre that we all have to be home. And, and it's amazing how we have to be with our specific families and all the men, like this chassid I'm looking at uh, named Simcha on my Zoom. Yeah, have you ever made your own Seder? You ever made your own Seder? First time? Oh, no, it's first time. First time, yeah. yeah. And so that's also like, 
It's very Mashiach dick that every man of his household has to make his own Seder. No more relying on your father-in-law and sitting there like a sheep yourself, you know, like some kind of sheep led to your father-in-law's, you know, slaughter. You know, you get to you get to actually be a man at your Seder table and run it the way, you know, should be run because your family's not his family. And you, you got your own you got your own family and its own style and Every satyr's got a style. And I suggest you and your wife go totally over the top. You know, create costumes, okay? Get a whip and come out as Pharaoh and start, you know, freaking out your children and stuff. You know, I have a full-on Pharaoh mask, but my kids are too old to, to know that's me. But, oh my gosh, my grandkids, I think they, I think they need therapy after having me come out with a Pharaoh mask and a robe and a whip, you know? So... <laughs> you couldn't get them out from under the table for about 45 minutes. Um, the Anyway, but cross the sea together. We set up yoga mats with, uh, you know, a long sea that we have to cross. And we all walk across it. And the kids are all covered in my wife's jewelry and stuff. And and we we cross the sea together. Like, make it as theatrical as possible. And just keep going and going with it. Like, don't stop. Like, make it wild. And... And, uh, you know, freeze. Also, the kids would love frozen, uh, frozen, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, uh, what do you call those things when kids eat? They're like little plastic frozen things where they suck on them. They, what are those things called? I forget what they're called. Whatever. You know what I mean? A little frozen treat. Poxy pops. Yeah, whatever pops those are. So you make them with coffee. You make them coffee ones packed with sugar. And when you get to, when you get to Barad, when you get to the hail, in the ten plagues, throw those at them, and then they'll they'll just start sucking on them, and uh, they'll be wide awake after that. Anyway, um, okay. yes, Mark. It's Levit, so if you want, you can go over to them. Oh, Levit bought the sheep. Yeah, but they're okay. not here anymore. Okay, fine. So yeah, my neighbor's Levit bought a sheep. That's exactly what I was going to do, and now I feel funny. I didn't buy a sheep. Um, <laughs> I wish they'd just keep the sheep in our courtyard. So, this is an amazing guy. This guy sold his startup. Sold his startup. Grew his, and then immediately, like, grew his pace. Became a chassid and uh, moved to Yerushalayim. And uh, lived happily ever after. Learning Torah, playing music. Now he's got a sheep for Pesach. Um, you should know, by the way, not buying a sheep before Passover is a major uh, lack of bitachon. You understand, like... All of us should buy a sheep. The Belzer Rebbe not only bought a sheep, he rented an apartment uh, in the old city and put the sheep in the courtyard and only came back to the Belzer community once he was told, you know, it's, it's time, meaning you got to go back because it's so close to Yontif. And then they put him in a car and drove him back to his house. So Shepsalach are a bit of sense that all of us should own a sheep right now. I didn't do it. I'm thinking of... Uh, you know, it's funny because Jews can't even get sheep, like, unless you're a Jewish shepherd. But how many Jewish shepherds are there? They're, most of the shepherds are Arabs. I was thinking of calling some of the people who've, who've done work for me over the years. I have a lot of close friends who are Arabs and they're in Israel and maybe calling them and seeing if I could get a sheep over here. Um, meanwhile, um, I just want to talk a little bit about freedom and then uh, and then we'll take it from there. Um, what What does freedom mean? sound too new agey, but um, there's two levels of freedom I want to talk about. One level of freedom is 
to realize you have thinking and then you have awareness. You know, Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. Well, that's nice, but you are not your thoughts. You have thoughts, but that's not who you are. And then Sartre said that th there's think and then there's the I am. You know, wait a second, there's, I'm thinking, but I'm also me that's aware of that thinking. And, and, the, and the I am doesn't come from thinking the I am. State of being, and and that's one level of freedom, and that's that's a personal leaving of Egypt. That's a personal freedom that we experience, and so so that that's one, and but the but the level of freedom that is the freedom that the Torah is talking about is the freedom of the recognition that this whole physical world is a projection. It's a holographic uh, projection. You're living in a hologram, and the the physical world that you experience is is so to speak Egypt and the spiritual world that is experienced when you realize that everything in the physical world is is a projection of the of the infinite and that is freedom now there's the they, they say there's no such there's no free person like someone who is has accepted upon his or herself the yoke of Torah and what is that supposed to mean well think about it we're in the 49th level of impurity we impurity, we rise up to the 50th level of sanctity, which is the same as Mount Sinai. That's Seder night. And then after Seder night, we get dropped to the middle where we build now a vessel for that light until the giving of the Torah at Shavuos on the, on the 50th day. So, so the, so freedom is the recognition that this is all ultimately a projection from God. That's the ultimate freedom. And, and so you could be like the wealthiest person in the most liberal country where you can like really do whatever you want, whenever you want to do it because you can afford to. And the country is, is licentious and allows those kinds of uh, liberties and be totally enslaved. And in fact, you'll notice most of those people wind up, you know, in, in the trap of their own, you know, it's, their stuff owns them, really, ultimately. And their downfall usually is public. The freedom in, in Torah, you could have nothing. You could, be, you, could be, you could be a paraplegic in a hospital bed and you're the freest person. Uh, we know of a case of Nelson Mandela in South Africa who was the freest person. He, even though he spent the majority of his life in jail, he person. That's the first level of freedom. That's mental freedom, right? As Bob Marley said, emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our mind. Because our mind, the thoughts, is not who we are. We're the awareness of those thoughts. and That's, that's the first level. But then there's, there's the level of, of the Ben Terra, the Bas Terra, the, the ch children of Israel children of Israel whose, whose king is the infinite king. Anyway, I've done a long series of classes since the coronavirus. Guys, a little quieter. I'm just finishing up. The um, I've done a long series since the coronavirus began, and, and now we're finally going into Pesach. I'm going to sign off till Sunday. Sunday will be my next class uh, for this uh, practical spirituality. Sunday of Pesach. Um, you know, the, the, just to put it in a nutshell, it's called the crown virus. It's microscopic, just like Pharaoh's sorcerers couldn't couldn't duplicate Moses's miracle he created with the 
with the lice. They they said Etzba Elohim, who that's the finger of God because it's just too small for them. So too the coronavirus, a microscopic thing. That's that's God's business. It says that Rome Rome will only lose its crown. It'll only uh, sorry, Mashiach will only come when Rome loses its crown, and that that the um, and the also the the one who destroyed Titus, who destroyed Jerusalem, he was taken down by a gnat, a gnat, like an almost an invisible bug. If you ever seen gnats, you can't even see a gnat. They have to be swarming to see them. A gnat got into his brain and just like made him insane till he died. Um, so too Rome. Is, we're watching Rome's fall all through the, all through a microscopic thing called the crown in the shape of a crown, and the the crown is in Kabbalah is called Keter. It's the above the crown is called Keter, and its its attribute is Ratzon, which is God's will to create a world, which comes into the the body, meaning the 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 ten spheres, that that's all God's will. It's called Ratzon. Ratzon is, is the American value of 346. Um, and God, can we be a little quieter, please? The, the re, it says that the redemption, that God's redemption will be in honor of his name. What does it mean, his name? His name that has been unfortunately swallowed up by by the physical world the para, the this matrix this this uh, multifaceted hologram we're in so his name is scattered into it so what does it say we say it every day in our prayers he's going to bring a redeemer in honor of his name that's not one now it's all scattered and rome uses that name it uses the physical world to for its prowess for its its strength and might and sh- ego, national ego and international ego and as they've really exported their 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 expansionist ways into the world. By the way, I'm, I'm, this is not withstanding, believe me, I could talk for hours about the good we've gotten out of, you know, the Western civilization who've almost eradicated hunger and, and a million other great things have taken place as a result in our health systems and in our childbirth and um, you know, just in general we've reaped a lot of benefits, I'm not you know, I'm not giving up my car, you know. <laughs> so it's all been great. But um, but anyway, his name's been scattered into the physical world. And so the word, Laman Shamo, in honor... Can we be a little quieter, please? Yeah. Seriously, guys, that's the last time I'd like to ask. I'm in the middle of uh, finishing... Hi. Thank you, Surly. Finishing the... I can My daughter just said, I'd like to take a brief moment and offer my apologies. Thank you. Anyway, the, the, um, the man Shamo, the word Shamo, his name is 346 numerical value as desire. So God's desire for us to connect to him, to be free via that connection, to be free outside the matrix is, is called, that's desire. Put, getting your desires to be for him. And as we'll say, holding our matzah, lecha mina aretz. he takes the bread out of our desires. Aretz means the earth. He takes bread out of the earth. But the word earth, all our desires really come from the earth. And he takes the bread out of our desire because we desire God. And, and then the last thing is, how does he do it? He brings Rome to its knees. How does he bring Rome to its knees? Through a crown virus, the crown. 
back on the top of the head, the crown virus, and and uh, and uh, to be brought down to your knees, to be humbled down to your knees. In Hebrew, it's called korim. Korim is vanachnu korim. We go down on our knees like a Rosh Hashanah, every Jew. And Yom Kippur, we drop on our knees when we say vanachnu korim. We go down on our knees, and, and that's exactly what happens um, in the... Uh, it's exactly um, what what's going on in our world around us right now, and it's exactly what happens uh, right now in the Western and Western civilizations everywhere now. So the whole globe has been basically humbled to its knees right now, and that's Korim is is the numerical value in Hebrew of three forty six, as well. They're all three forty six, as well as many other really cool things. So um, I bless everyone with an amazing Pesach with freedom. With, love and connection and all the lessons we learned by being locked into our homes and the whole system being slowed down. May we all be blessed that all of that be, be, um, it should all culminate Seder night for all of us so that we really get back to, get back to basics and get back to the point of it all. Wishing you blessings from Yerushalayim, Jerusalem blessings and, and, uh, and, May everyone have an amazing Pesach and uh, true freedom and in every way. And uh, may we hear it soon, the end of the suffering and uh, and the beginnings of Mashiach Tzikinu B'mherav Shalom, everyone. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.